Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Clausen, and today I chat with Heather Osby. The Peaceful Power Podcast is here to help you live a movement-based lifestyle, utilizing fitness, yoga, and Ayurvedic techniques. Each week, I will bring you a motivational guest or a solo show geared to help you take action to live that peaceful, powerful life. All right, Heather is the um, owner and CEO of The Hot and Healthy Life, and you can find that blog at just thehotandhealthylife.com. And as well as Instagram, which I find her completely hilarious. So that was one of the reasons I wanted to ask her on the show is she talks a lot about mom fitness and just gets real about, you know, life as a mom. So today is really geared towards that, as I know that's kind of her specialty. And we break down a lot of the ups and the downs of motherhood, you know, just kind of getting real with, you know, asking for help and, um, you know, not being ashamed to say, hey, you know what, sometimes we have incontinence issues um, while we work out and how we should um, evolve our dialogue around that and, you know, knowing that, okay, maybe that isn't the normal or it shouldn't be the new normal Um, and how to do that and how to find the people to help support you in those goals um, that might be a little bit more stuff that we always don't enjoy talking about. Um, So, that's what we get to today. So it's a little bit, um, you know, we have some laughs, no tears shed, but lots of laughs and lots of just getting real. So I hope you guys enjoy this um, conversation. And as always, you can find us um, over on Instagram at Andrea Clausen 21 and then Heather at Hot and Healthy Life. All right. So without further ado, here is today's episode. Welcome to the Peaceful Power podcast. Today I have Heather on with me and we are going to chat some fitness and some pre-postnatal fitness in particular um, and just mom stuff. So I'm kind of excited to chat with this uh, subject in particular. So I don't think I've talked a ton about just like straight up mom stuff that we might go through. So Heather, tell us about yourself and how you kind of found yourself in this area of fitness. Yeah. Hi. Well, thanks for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Um, I live in Des Moines, Iowa, and I was a realtor for seven years. And back in 2000 and, oh, I would say like 2011 to probably, I started to take more of an interest in my health. I was definitely like a cream of mushroom soup eater, like Ooh, yeah. 2010. Um, not that there's anything wrong with it. We all like start, you know, someplace. Um, but I was not focused at all about my health when, when I was selling real estate and it slowly kind of evolved for me. Like I actually, I watched the documentary food Inc. I'm assuming you've seen oh, yeah. it. Yeah. And that was like game changer for me. So when I watched that, that's when I kind of started to make some changes into the way that I was eating, um, and started to eat a little bit healthier and started to exercise a little bit more. And it was just like a progressive approach where I was kind of changing one thing at a time. Um, and it evolved from there. And then it was really like in 2012 when I started CrossFit that I was like, okay, I feel like real estate isn't really my passion anymore. It's, it's this, you know, coaching women and, you know, getting out there and exercise and food and all of it. It's, it kind of started really from there. And so I started, um, I was coaching CrossFit classes actually at a local box and I was pregnant and as you know, like you think, I think when you're pregnant with your first one, you think, oh yeah, after the baby's born, it'll, it'll be so easy to leave her. Like, <laughs> and I'm just going to maintain, like basically be like the same person I was, but oh, now yeah. baby. Um, and then you have a baby and you're like, right, like everything is different, right? Like, and so 
yeah, so after she was born, I tried to go back to coaching and I was like, I hate this. It sucks. You know, it was hard to be away from her. And it was, I just didn't have the same goals and I didn't have the same body. Mm-hmm. And um, so I kind of started just, just playing around doing my own thing with some blogging. And um, then from there, I started writing some workouts for some friends of mine that were moms and it, it just spitballed or like evolved really fast, snowballed really fast into the hot and healthy life fitness program that I've created for moms. So it's been, it's been a fun journey. Mm. Yes. I totally want to unpack some of that. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about is the cream of mushroom soup. Cause I can totally relate. I'm up in like Minneapolis, but I grew up, um, you've probably never heard of it. It's called Keister and, um, it's like a mile North of Iowa. And so I'm very familiar with the Iowa landscape, got family there. And that is what I remember eating all the time is like cream of anything soup. And so I cannot do, I cannot stand cooking with that anymore just because I'm like, oh, mom, why did you make us eat this? And she was just like, well, that's what all she knew. And that's when you live on a farm, that's kind of the access that you have. So I totally can relate to that. And then trying to make it a little bit healthier. Um, And then with the evolution of kind of yourself after becoming a mom, can you talk about that, you know, just realization that holy moly, life is not going to be the same after having a child? Yeah, I can distinctly remember sitting in the kitchen of my, one of my closest friend's house, who's a mom of three, and she worked before she had kids, and then after she had kids, she stayed home with her kids, and I remember her telling me that, like, it was just something changed after she had kids, and she said, just don't make any, like, hard plans for after you have the baby. Like you just don't know how you'll react after you have a child. And I remember sitting there looking at her and thinking, she's insane. Like I love her (laughs) because I am always going to be this like crazy workaholic, this, um, you know, like it's not, I'm hardcore. I'm not going to have a hard time, like leaving my child, um, at a daycare center. Like this will not be hard for me. She's great. (laughs) And then my husband came along and I remember saying to my husband, she was maybe like 10 days old and I just started bawling in the car one night and I said, we had planned to take her to a daycare and we had been paying for it for three months before she was born to hold her spot. Oh my gosh. And I said to him, I was like, I can't take her to a daycare. Like I'm either going, we either have to find someone to come to our house and watch her a couple days a week so I can do some work and like build this business that I wanted to build. I was like, or I'm never going to do it because I'm not sending her someplace. And it, not to say that like, there's anything wrong with that. It just, for me, it changed me like to my core. I went from this person that was very career driven, was very, um, you know, you're kind of selfish. I think a lot, pretty oh, selfish yeah. children and you're the center of your own world, mm-hmm. you know? And then all of a sudden, it's just like your heart's just taken outside of your body when that baby comes out. And it was, it was a big, big, big change for me. So, um, yeah, I, I think that that advice that my friend gave me, you know, just, just be open to what, what's going to happen or like, don't make any hard changes or plans like when you're pregnant was really good advice. And how has that shifted now? Cause I know you have two little ones. How is that with having two? Is it any different or is it kind of like, okay, I've got my routines down. It's, you know, just another child. Like, how does that all play out? Cause that's where we're at. I'm like, I don't know if we want another one. And so we're like, will it make a difference? Cause I had such a tough time myself after my first one. And I'm like, I don't know if I can roll the dice and have another. 
Yeah, you know, it, oh man, those first few months were really hard. Like I remember saying a number of times, like two kids may as well be 20 kids for me. <laughs> like one kid was totally manageable mm-hmm. and I did not, I didn't experience any postpartum symptoms after my oldest was born. Um, and I was like, oh yeah, like it's great. You know, I will have the exact same experience the next time. And my birth was easy with mm-hmm. Um, but I had massive anxiety going from one to two. I think it was a combination of me being sort of an anxious person. And then that huge change, uh, there's probably a lot hormonally that was going on. And I just had a really hard time for the first year. And I didn't realize how bad it was until it got better. And I looked backwards at it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was a really hard transition. And now that we, my, my younger daughter is 16 months old. And so I feel like now it's getting really easy. And now, well, I mean, relatively speaking, you know, <laughs> easier than it was. When, when the breastfeeding is over and they're sleeping through the night and all of that, I feel like it gets a lot easier for me. Um, and so I feel like we're kind of at our at our, uh, I don't know, sweet spot, Mm -hmm. I guess. And I do, we do have a nanny that comes a few days a week so that I can get some work done. And I will tell you on Monday morning, I'm very much like, Hey, here's the kids. See you later. Peace out. Um, it's, it's been our second has been just like a tremendous joy. I have a really hard time remembering what life was like without her. Mm -hmm. Uh, Um, yeah, two kids is no joke, man. (laughs) yeah that doesn't I'm like okay well that just confirms I don't know maybe one child is enough (laughs) you gotta have a second well I shouldn't say that you don't have to have a second you do you do whatever you want to do I it's it's worth it it's 100% worth it the struggle um but you you know I think it's easier to ask for help at least it was for me the second Mm. time with the first kid I felt like everyone back off everyone get out of my space I can do this I don't need your help I didn't want my mom. I didn't really want my friend. I mean, one of my friends to like talk to and stuff, but I didn't ask anyone for help ever. And I wanted to do all the things. Mm-hmm. And um, with two, you can't do that. You know, I was way more ready to ask for help with my second and, re- and receive it. Oh, see, that's good. It's good that. to know. Yeah, the asking for help, I think it's definitely something that we struggle with in, you know, just the Western world as it is, just because, you know, it used to be a much more helpful situation. We were around family, and now sometimes, you know, family is, you know, many states away, and so you don't have that help, you know, just kind of right there. So I definitely think that that is something that, you know, has been learned or has to be learned in order to kind of succeed, especially if you're, you know, trying to juggle as much stuff as, a lot of us are now. And, you know, how do you kind of find, and I don't want to say like balance, because I don't think there is like a perfect balance, but I think everyone has their perfect form of balance, what it looks like in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you find that for yourself, like being an entrepreneur and a mom? You know, I am a really big believer that like where I am excelling in one area, I'm probably falling short in another. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I feel like, there's kind of these big pillars of my life, right? Like my family, my marriage, my, uh, my friendships, my business, my own health and fitness. And these are like the big, big rocks for me. And I feel like there's, I'm, I'm generally doing really well and maybe like two of them. And then like the other ones are kind of like, 
medium to like, totally like not doing well at all. Um, and so I feel like it's just this balancing act, right? Like I just came off of a free fitness challenge and a launch into my group coaching program, which was like a month of just balls to the wall, foot on the gas, working my butt off. Um, and I was, I killed it at work. It was fantastic. But like everything else was just kind of like, meh, you know, like my, my, my ability to be like a patient mother and like a nice spouse, <laughs> like keep up with my house and that kind of stuff. Like all that stuff was kind of lacking for me. Mm-hmm. And I think I've just learned to like make peace with it and know that like in every area, I feel like it's a series of sprints, you know? So like I'm sprinting in my business and then I'm, I'm jogging while I'm sprinting, you know, in my mom life or in my, my own fitness, if I'm working towards something, you know, like a a goal or something there. So I think it's just been a big shift for me to know that like, I can't even operate all five pillars or whatever for me on like a, a level three, like Two of them have got to be at a five for me because that's kind of how I'm wired. I need that intensity. And then I'm probably falling short in some other areas. So that's kind of what, what works for me, I guess, to understand it and give myself that grace to be like, okay, I don't have to be, well, it's not even that I don't have to be, I cannot be like a great mom and a great business owner and like all of these things at the same time, you know, I can be good. I can probably be good. Mm. I love that advice because I think that's definitely something that a lot of people can relate to because that's something that like cleaning the house and all of that stuff, I fall short in that pretty much every month. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is not one of my things that I am great at and I don't like doing and neither did my mom. So it is definitely a learned behavior there. And so like some of those are like, okay, well, let's hire out. I, have I yet? No, but that is something that is on my, I would like to do list. Um, you know, and little things like that, that can help us out in those areas. So we don't feel like we have to be, you know, fives across the board. Yeah. Right. And I think there's, at least for me, there's been a little bit of shame with mm. associated with hiring some things out. Like you know, we have our house cleaned every other week or like we have, we had childcare for my kids before I had like a a business that was generating that much money. Mm. Um, And I felt really shame, ashamed of that, you know, like I should keep that quiet or I was embarrassed. Like I needed to be able to show that I could do it all, that I had it all together on my own. I have no idea where this came from, this illusion that I needed to like present that front to the world. But I think I've in talking to other moms, I've realized like a lot of moms really struggle with that. Like being okay, letting someone else deep clean their bathtubs, you know, or <laughs> someone else watch their kids, even if they're a stay at home mom that once a week has someone come in so they could run all the errands in peace. Like there's kind of this embarrassment or this guilt or shame about it. And it's like, we got to let some of that go because if it makes you a better mother and a better human, like mentally, then who cares if anybody, you know, people probably A, aren't judging you for it and B, if they are, who cares? Mm, Yes. I think that's definitely something too with, you know, being in the Midwest as well. Like I know like growing up, like my aunt had her house cleaned and my mom was like, oh man, I wish I could do that. Like, I mean, in reality, she could have, you know, like she could have easily found someone to do it, but she was like, and I have three brothers. So there's four of us, you know, and my mom was a stay at home mom, but I'm like, 
I can't imagine like it would be extremely hard because it's always going to be dirty with four kids running around, right. you know? And so it's kind of interesting just to see that. I'm sure that mental shift she never really had, like that is just something you don't hire out. And I've told her even now, cause she still hates cleaning and you know, nobody's there. I'm like, why don't you just find someone? She's like, Oh, I, we live in a small town. I'm like, I guarantee you there's someone around that cleans houses. Cause I bet not everyone in town cleans their house. But again, it's that perception that I think a lot of people put up like, no, no, I do it all. My yard looks this amazing. I do it all myself. You know, instead of being like, no, I ask for help and I have help in these areas. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I think just the more I hear women talk about it and say, you know, like, yeah, I have somebody clean my house or I have help with my kids or whatever it is. I feel more like, okay. I, I feel more personally okay with it. And yeah, maybe it's a, a Midwest thing and like our, our charm of the, you know, some, like, <laughs> kind of light and real and I don't know simple I guess but. yeah yeah no that's definitely interesting um and speaking of like keeping it real like one thing I love is your Instagram stories like you're oh, very good yeah. at just like opening up and just sharing like what's going on and I find them quite funny I laugh out loud for quite a few of them you know how do you go about like knowing okay what should I share what should I not is there anything that like boundaries that you have set for yourself yeah, you know, oh, that's a tough one. I I don't have a great filter. Um, I wasn't born with one of those. And so it's had to be something that I've kind of had to uh, be mindful of. And so I, I'm always kind of mindful of, you know, what's appropriate to share, what's not. But I, I think I'm just trying to give people like a glimpse into like, what is my real life and what is my like my real philosophy on things. And so I kind of think that like unedited and raw version of myself, I think it, it's resonated really well with people because it is so unfiltered. So I just try to be mindful of like what I share about other people um, and their, you know, what's told to me like in confidence or in a coaching relationship or, you know, between my husband and I have things that maybe wouldn't be like appropriate to share with the world. Um, and so that's really kind of the thing that I always just ask myself is making sure that I'm being really mindful of other people's privacy. Um, but outside of that, like I'm kind of an open book. Um, I'm going to share with people what I'm struggling with, like in this moment, even if I don't really have an answer or like an aha moment yet, or like a, a fix for you. Um, I just, it's pretty much Heather Ron unfiltered. <laughs> and quite funny. <laughs> Well, yeah, I always wonder, I'm like, oh gosh, if I try to like get my kids into private school or something, am I going to have to like ratchet this down a little bit? You know? like, do they look at that kind of thing? Good thing my kids are going to public school. So <laughs> That's funny. And that's a great question. Who knows? We'll be like, oh, all right. This is the mother of these children. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> says the F word a lot. My mom is always messaging me. You know, you're really funny, but if you could swear a little less, it would make me happy. And I was like, okay, mom. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, my mom doesn't have any social media, so she does not see anything that I post. Oh, she did it from so her sister. <laughs> you're so lucky. I get so much. Uh, my mom comments on my business page like it's my personal page, like we're having a two-way conversation. And I'm like, mom. Uh, you can't talk about me being like four and pooping my pants or something on my business page. Like it's not appropriate. Uh, oh my gosh. It's funny. You're like, I'm, I'm sorry. You people look at this stuff. I'm like, yeah, mom. I actually like have people that pay me money and stuff. 
That's awesome. But, you know, I think parents have a hard time understanding when you don't have a job that you like go to an office. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, that's where I, well, being growing up on a farm, like it's quite different. And that's, I, I've been an entrepreneur pretty much my whole life just because of that. Cause I saw like my dad has very flexible, I mean, flexible within as flexible as you can be on a farm, right. but like he can kind of come and go as he please. And so I'm like, I want to do that when I grow up. And then once you actually like grow up, you're like, well, I don't want to be a farmer, but how can I, how can I do that? Right. Yeah. Kind of go out and make your own path. I'm like, okay, I'm not a farmer, but I do like fitness. <laughs> right. Yeah. So make it work. I know I've been, I feel like I, I had after college, a job in an office in a cubicle and that lasted for about six months. And uh, then I ran away from that. And it's like, ever since then, I've been running away from a 40 hour a week job mm. working at my own business where I work like, oh, you know, 60 to 80 hours a week. <laughs> it's kind of funny how that happens that that it is I know a lot of times people are like oh you work less then I'm like no not really we work more and I work outside of normal work hours you know just because like right now so my nanny just quit yesterday that's why why he's at a nanny today and that's why I'm like okay fingers crossed that it goes well and so so far okay this is this is a good sign you know that they have not called me in yet because um you know, that is something that I was like, oh, I just had her one day a week and she um, got another job and she's in college. And so I'm like, totally understand it's more aligned with her career path. And so I'm like, what am I going to do? I'm like, okay, I knew I had this interview today. So I was like, you know what, instead of just beating around the bush, I'm just going to go out there because this person asked me to join the nanny share. And instead of being probably my old self where I would have been like, oh, I don't want to be an inconvenience. I was like, you know what, this will help me. She put it out there. I might as well see if like this can work. You know, and like sometimes those things that I think we build them up in our head that we're like, oh, you know, is this scary? Do they really want us to do that? And then it turns out, okay, it works out for everyone. Right. Yeah. Like I know there's this sense, let's call it Midwestern guilt or something, but like this sense, you know, if someone's offering you some kind of help, then you instantly are like, oh, but are they like, I don't really don't want to inconvenience them. Yes. Right. And it's so crazy because it's like, they probably wouldn't have offered this to you if they didn't want you to bring your child there. Yes. Yes. And her daughter is like the same age as my son. So she was like, oh, it'd be great. They could play together. And I was like, okay, I think this is for real. I think this is an okay thing. (laughs) Well, I hope it works out for you. Yes. Fingers crossed. (laughs) So what about some advice for workouts? Um, You know, how do you tell people, you know, since you do work with moms, you know, and that can be like last minute things like, oh, I didn't get my workout in because my, you know, kid was sick and I had to be at home with them. Or how do you manage like that expectation of, okay, I have my plans, but sometimes life throws you different ones. Oh man, that is the the million dollar question, right? I think that's every mom. And and I think we are comparing ourselves often to this pre-child person who Mm. could easily get 60 minutes in. Like we have this expectation that it kind of needs to be, you know, the way that it was before. And so I think first of all, just having a lot of grace for yourself and your life situation and like, okay, this is this is life. This is the stuff that's going to happen. And we kind of have to plan for that, you know? Um, and so I always suggest having 
a small amount of fitness equipment at home, a set of dumbbells, a jump rope, like maybe a kettlebell, um, so that you can bust out a 10 or 12 minute AMRAP um, or you know, 10 or 12 minute workout, like just in your basement while your kid's watching an episode of Daniel Tiger. You know, you could even maybe get an AMRAP done and sit there and like, you know, scroll through your Instagram feed for 10 minutes. All while little Daniel Tigers, you know. Know, being annoying. So um, I think you have to use those, those opportunities that like, okay, the kid's homesick, this is what I'm going to do. And like bust out something and be okay with the fact that it's not perfect. It might not be as intense as the class that you were going to go to or your personal training session that you were going to go to, but something is, is it nothing, you know, like we've got to, it's, we're moving the, the needle forward and um, we are like kind of staying in our routine, which is really important because the habits are kind of what keeps us going. So if we can kind of stay in that habit and not totally fall into a rut where we haven't exercised for a week or two weeks, and then it's really hard to go back. Um, and I think it's just like having that, that mentality that, Hey, you know, like consistency beats perfection every time. Mm. Yes, that is so true, especially as a mom, because I think that is a trap that, you know, pre-kids, a lot of us fell into was that, okay, you know, I have no excuse. I need to be at the gym for an hour because that's what they say to do, you know, and then again, that it's easily carried over because we don't have that like switch, like, oh, things have changed, you know, automatically. We just go into what we used to do and just knowing, okay, things are not the same and maybe that means my workouts need to change. Um, are there anything that you recommend like right away after having a baby? What are some like great postnatal tips that you give to people? Because I know, um, I'm not a big fan of running or doing any jumping or anything for at least the first six months. And I know that one kind of gets people cause I have a lot of people that came to me and they're like, yeah, I ran as soon as I got the okay from the doctor and I don't feel so great anymore. Like, yeah. yeah, that's, that's why, yeah, they need more education from the doctors then. But I'm like, yeah, that's why I say postnatal training, find someone who knows what they're doing before you do anything after having a baby. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there is, after you have a baby, I think there's this expectation that like, oh, well, they're out of your body now. So like, get back at it, hit it hard, you know? And, mm -hmm. and you definitely like, in pregnancy, I, I totally remember getting towards the end of my pregnancy and being like, oh my gosh, I just want to do a real burpee. Or I just want to be able to, you know, like do something and like do an air squat and have it not be so horrible. It's so hard, you know, things are really hard. And so you're very much looking forward to, um, getting your body, you know, back to not having like a human growing inside of you. Um, so I get it. Like, and I get it when the baby comes out and you're ready to do something. Um, but I think you have to like take, have a plan is the first thing is you have to have a plan because so many people's plan I see is to wait six weeks, get cleared by their doctor or midwife, and then go back to doing exactly what they were doing before. And maybe like the first week or two, they take it a little bit slower. And then bam, by week three, they're like hitting it hard again because they have no excuse. Mm -hmm. And, and I use ex excuse in air quotes. Like you can see that, right. Cause that's such crap. Mm -hmm. um, and I think you need a, a better plan. And so I think it starts with 
aligning yourself with a trainer or a coach who understands a postpartum body um, and how to rehab a postpartum body because this is this is rehab. You know, our body has gone through an incredible amount over the past nine months. Um, we, you know, and we wouldn't like, okay, so you stay active your whole pregnancy, let's say, as many people do. And so I, I hear this a lot from people. I was active my whole pregnancy and now I just want to like get back at it, right? It's almost like because they were active, they feel like they should be able to go right back into it. Yeah. And I understand where they're coming from, like where that thought process happens from. But I always like to use the comparison of like a football player who gets their ACL repaired. Like they may have been totally active and working out and playing, you know, doing football up until the point that they tore their ACL, they needed to have that surgery. And then from there, they don't just wait six weeks and hit it hard, right? They, they have a plan and that plan usually progresses them up in phases. And so no one would expect a football player who's had a torn ACL to, you know, wait a few weeks and then just be back on the field running, um, they would expect them that, okay, there's probably a certain amount of like rest. And then there's a certain amount of like light exercise that, that builds up. I don't exactly know what the rehab protocol is for an ACL, but we get that it goes in phases, right? Mm -hmm. And recovery from postpartum, I think, follows a very, very similar mentality. So it starts with having, you know, being aligned with someone who knows what a postpartum body, you know, needs um, in order to be able to recover. And then, um, you know, that whole six-week mentality, I think some moms want to move earlier than six weeks, and that's okay, kind of depending on your birth situation and if you had a, a vaginal or a C-section, but typically like some walking and some light stretching, some, you know, basic, like maybe body weight lunge or squat, that kind of thing. Most of the time in most circumstances, that kind of thing is going to be okay. Um, and, but like when the clock turns to six weeks, you're also not instantly ready to take it to full intensity. So just as though you don't necessarily have to wait the full six weeks to start some movement, you don't, like you're not ready at six weeks to go balls to the wall either. Mm. And I think the other thing that I really kind of recommend people is that we, we get in and we see a women's health physical therapist. And so not only having like a, a coach or a trainer who knows what they're talking about, but going and seeing someone who specializes in women's health, you know, and other parts of the world, it's very common that your doctor would release you at six weeks and then you would go and see a PT that specializes in women's health, like a pelvic floor physical therapist. And we don't do that here. Like here, that's most people have no idea what the, that, that women's PT, that pelvic floor PT exists. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, one in two women who exercise are leaking urine when they are exercising. I can't, I have no idea what the statistic is on moms that are feet, are having low back pain. Um, but it's probably very, very high from my own, you know, anecdotal experience. Everybody's got low back pain. Mm -hmm. Um, and there are resources, like there are women, there are professionals who can help you with this. And like, it's not normal to pee your pants when you exercise. Um, it's not normal to, you know, have like a, a diastasis, which is a separation of your abdominals that postpartum is not healing well and maybe looks like you have like a bloated, potentially pregnant looking belly um, that like it's not healing normally. Like there, and there's people who can help with this and there's resources out there, but we have to go looking for them. Mm. 
Yes. And that's something that I realized because I had asked my community what were, you know, their number one struggles after becoming a mom. Mm -hmm. And every single person on there wrote incontinence issues. Every single one of them. And I, I personally don't have um, that issue, but I have other issues because I was way tight. And so I had the opposite issue during the birth and all of that. And so hence I had a glute tear after too, because I started squatting just body weight squats. And then that also made it worse. So I had a hot mess in the other direction. Um, but you know, who would have known? I didn't know that. And, um, that was something that I was kind of like, wow, this is so eye-opening just to see how many people struggle with stuff like this. We don't want to talk about it because it's not like who wants to talk about how they pee their pants every time they do a jumping jack. You know, not many people do. And so like just being like, okay, this isn't normal is also got to be our new kind of, I guess, look on it. Because I think so many people say, you know, they might whisper to their friend and their friend says, yeah, me too. Then you're just like, oh, so this just must what happens after we have a baby. Yeah. Everyone does this instead of being like, Oh, why, why does everyone do this? And it, not everyone does and not everyone should. Right. And, and here's the truth. Like if you are, I hear a lot of people that they say, well, it only happens when I do double unders or when I do mm-hmm. box jumps and I'm, so I'm okay with that. Like I can deal with it. I just plan accordingly and I wear, um, like a print tight, like a tight with prints mm-hmm. on it, um, that day so that people won't see. And my answer to this and the thing that I like to remind people of is like right now it's only happening when you do box jumps let's say mm-hmm. there is a weakness and there is a dysfunction in your body and if you're not if it's not getting better it's gonna get worse so today it's leaking well while you box jump in 10 years it might be leaking when you sneeze or when you laugh and now this is a bigger deal and it's you know going to be a lot harder to heal with 10 years of dysfunction versus you know one year of dysfunction so or one month or whatever so it's like you know it might be common to to leak pee when you exercise, but it certainly isn't normal. And there are resources out there. And for some people, it is an extensive process to rehab that. And for some people, it's really about an alignment shift and just changing their strategy, like the smallest amount. And they see like huge results. So we don't have to like, you know, think that it's going to be so hard or so awkward. It's really quite not, not always the case. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, definitely. There are resources out there and just like knowing, you know, where to look. Are there any top resources that you like to send people to? Um, yeah, uh, there's a women's health PT locator, which I can send you the link afterwards, but it, yeah, it helps you locate a, a physical therapist who specializes in women's issues um, in your area. So you put in your zip code and it kind of tells you where, where to find somebody. So that's kind of the first first resource that I recommend people to. I can obviously, you know, only refer people to to, to those that I know um, or in areas that I know. But that's kind of the first thing is to find a PT in your area. And if you don't like them, you don't have to go back. Just find a different one. Um, and know that it's probably, you know, sometimes people are like, oh, it's not going to be awkward. Well, you had a baby with like <laughs> people in the room. So it's going to be awkward than that um, and less painful and, you know, all that. So, uh, you know, I try to remind people of that, but that's kind of the, the best resource that I, that I send people to. And, you know, my other go-tos, um, are Brianna Battles with Everyday Battles. She's got a fantastic social media. She, um, does a lot of education for both like the general, you know, fitness enthusiasts and also fitness coaches. Um, she's just does 
she's so passionate about postpartum education and it just shows in all of her work. So I always like to send people to see what Brie has to say and also Jessie Mundell. Jessie's an incredible, incredible lady who knows a lot about these topics. Perfect. And I'll put all of that in the resources in case anyone is like, oh, maybe I should be looking into this a little bit more. Um, those will definitely be three resources to check out. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I would just, you know, remind people that like any kind of leaking of pee is not normal and any kind of pain, you know, isn't normal. And we've been kind of conditioned, I think, to not make a big deal about it, that like, unless you're on the floor screaming in pain, that it's probably fine. And we have to like, listen to our, you know, we use the, the term, like, listen to our our body. Um, but we don't really know what to listen for, or we ignore a lot of the things that our body is saying. So it's really like noticing, okay, that's not just a muscle burn. You know, that's not just my glutes burning because I haven't, you know, done squats in a while. Like that's something that's not normal. And I should probably stop and like figure out what I need to do next, you know, which might be find a resource, change the movement, try again a different day, whatever it is. Mm, yes. Yeah, definitely. And then just because it doesn't feel right, right after birth, um, definitely is something to kind of red flag it. Cause I wish I would have red flagged myself a little sooner. Cause I was like, Oh, maybe this is just my new normal. This is what my body feels like. Instead of being like, no, let's red flag it. I don't think that is a good pain that let's not push through that. <laughs> yeah. And you know, like you were pregnant for nine months, you know, it takes time for your body to go back to normal. Like your organs have to move, like things shift. And when we, you know, are, if you're breastfeeding, you're still releasing a lot of the relaxing hormones. So mm -hmm. we might notice that like our knees kind of feel weird and um, like our hips and maybe almost like, like our internal organs feel like they're like bouncing around and stuff. Like a lot of this stuff would be very common feelings to have with exercise postpartum. And some of it means some of it will get better on its own. Um, and you just kind of need to back it down. And some of it is something that, you know, you need to be evaluated. And I just, I pretty much tell anyone who has a baby that comes out of their body, whether it's via a C-section or via a vaginal birth, just go see a women's PT. Just get it looked at, you know, get someone's hands on your body so they can kind of get a good idea of what's going on. Yes. Oh, couldn't agree more. So if people are looking to kind of connect with you, where can they find you at? Um, Hot and Healthy Life is my blog, hotandhealthylife.com, and then Facebook and Instagram, Hot and Healthy Life on both of those. I'm kind of a big Instagrammer, um, not, not as much on Facebook, but Instagram's really the place where I like to chat about life. Yes. I know that's where everyone, that's most people are like Instagram versus Facebook. Do Facebook but just not as much engagement. So Instagram seems to be more fun. Yeah. Yeah. Facebook, it's, it's pretty noisy out there. On yeah. Facebook. So I just like Instagram and I, I feel like I don't get lost in the, the, I don't know, the clouds and in, in Facebook, like I could just go down a dark hole in Facebook, continuing to look at different things and different things forever. Whereas Instagram, I kind of stay focused. I know. And then you look at the news stories and then you're like, oh, now I'm depressed. Oh, right. Yeah. When, I hate that. I mean, I like that Facebook started giving us the news, I guess, but not really. Cause like give us positive news in the news feed. Yeah, someone needs to invent that. Like only positive uplifting news. Or let us pick and be like, we only want to see these type of stories. Right. And we'll hear about the news actually on the news or something like that, where we can find, we don't have to see it all day long. Mm -hmm. I'm with you. That's a, a lot for the old anxiety. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, especially for any of, I have a lot of moms struggle with that, you know, 
usually after the second is where I have a lot of moms that I work with. And that is something that comes up. And some of them are like, I'm fearful of even leaving, you know, my house to go to the store now with two kids. And what if something would happen in the store? And I'm like, man, that is like something that our brains now take us down and, you know, ugh, we shouldn't have to think about. But unfortunately, that is sometimes the reality that we live in. I know. And it's scary. And I will say I struggled with that a lot myself. Um, and therapy helps a lot with that kind of thing. And it's not something to be, you know, ashamed of. I think it's something that right along with PT for your pelvic floor yes. and your core, like <laughs> getting this mental health therapy can be really good. I think the moment that I noticed that maybe I needed to talk to someone was when I bought four different um, like glass breaks slash seatbelt cutters for my car to break out windows and cut oh out in case I, we, my car like went into water and I had to save my children. And I had four of them, one for like each of our cars and then a couple just extra. And um, I was like, okay, this isn't normal. I need to get some help. Uh, I've never even thought about getting one of those. So I was like, well, maybe I should get one of these in my car. I'm like, are these something that I would need? Like you live oh. in the land of 10,000 lakes in Minnesota. So I'm like, wow. Yeah, hey, I, I got a few extra. Maybe I'll send some your way. <laughs> oh, man, that's too funny. <laughs> so wrapping up, kind of my last question I always like to ask, because I like to give the listeners a weekly challenge. Um, so when I have guests on, I have you guys kind of throw out a weekly challenge to everyone. So what would you like it to be this week? Yeah, so here's something that I've been playing around with with my clients, and I really like it. It's the 2 p.m. movement challenge. So mm. I always like to challenge people that set a timer on your phone for 2 p.m. And at 2 p.m. you get up for two to five minutes and you do some kind of burst of exercise. So for some people who, you know, maybe work in an office and they, you know, can't squat or something because they'll split their pants, like an incline push-up against your desk or a push-up on the floor, um, something along those lines, like two minutes of that. Or, you know, maybe if you're a nurse and you're in scrubs and you got a little bit more movement or play with, you know, what you can do, you could whip out a few air squats or, and a few lunges and maybe a few push-ups are in there. Something. For two minutes, you just get your heart rate up and you get moving every single day. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be an entire workout. Just two, maybe five minutes tops of movement every day. I love that. I am totally going to have to incorporate some of that because that is a great challenge because I think that's the time that everyone gets tired too. And like having that little just pick me up helps you set the rest of your afternoon kind of on the right foot. Definitely. Better that than like the old Twix bar and Diet Coke from the vending machine instead. (laughs) Yeah. Or another cup of coffee where you're like, all right, let's do this instead. Right. Right. (laughs) Oh, well, it's been such a pleasure getting to talk with you. Um, I'm super excited to share all of this information because I think it's definitely kind of the real side of what goes on and what we, you know, need to talk about as women and get into some of these nitty gritty details and not be afraid to talk about this with, you know, friends or, you know, even if like an online group, you know, to share some of the stuff you might be going through. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been so fun to chat. Thanks again. And everyone go out there and spread your peaceful power. Thank you so much for listening to the peaceful power podcast. And if you want more information about today's show, head on over to andreaclawson.com where you can also find my free guide to working out for your body type. And if you haven't already, I would love it if you could rate and review the show over on iTunes and share it with any of your friends that you think would benefit from hearing the peaceful power message. Thanks again, and go out there and spread your peaceful power.